Hey everyone, welcome back to College Made Easy. I'm here today with Scott, Tim, and Ben. Yes, everyone, we got everyone here today for this exciting episode on success. It's a miracle. <laughs> Give a round of applause for Emily. <laughs> yes, it's a success. She's here. <laughs> All right, question of the day. All right. What would you do with your first million dollars? Like, what would be the fun thing that you would do? Because obviously, you know, a portion of it to invest, but what's the fun thing you do? I don't think I would do something fun with my first million. I would do something fun with like my 10th, or like my fifth, maybe my third, but like the first one, most of it's getting invested and the rest is going to debt. <laughs> my debt, parents' debt, maybe siblings if they're nice. Scott, Emily. I think I would probably pay off my parents' house and then one of my like personal goals is to buy G-Wagon. And that was like ever since I was a little kid, I was just obsessed with them and I'm not even a car girl. So I think those two things would be my little splurge. That's it. Okay. Uh, okay. Addendum. Yes, Tim, I will buy a Tesla. <laughs> All right. A bit better. Thank you. You don't have to spend the entire million. <laughs> it's got Okay, two things, two things. Uh, either travel around the U.S. or create the ultimate man cave. What's in the ultimate answer. man cave? I don't know much about these. So I have to have well, like... That could be an entire podcast on its yeah. own. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it brief. So like I have to have a giant 8K OLED TV to giant. watch anything on or just like plug into my computer. Scott, can you... Can you define giant like 80 inches bigger? Yeah, probably 75, 80 inches. Yeah. Um, triple monitor setup, all 144 hertz. <laughs> <laughs> and then like some of those like really cool lights that you see streamers have, um, like the, you know, like the multicolor lights in the background. Um, sort of like what's behind Tim's TV at school. Yep. Um, really sick gaming PC, but I don't even think I could hit a million dollars with all that stuff, to be honest. Yeah, you probably just hit like 150,000. Yeah. This 75 inch 8K TV is probably at least 50 itself. <laughs> yeah. And then nice, nice massage chair too. You need a nice massage chair. I think I'd want to go on a cruise. I've never well, been on a cruise. COVID. But yeah, when COVID's over, my million dollars comes after this. <laughs> um, I like the idea of going to like the Arctic too. Like tropical cruise would be interesting, but like I feel like an Arctic cruise is a bit different, unique. Ever since we just got this snowstorm, I kept seeing all these videos of everyone like in a hot tub during the snowstorm. And for some reason, the cruise made me think of that. Like yeah. you're in like a nice warm place, but you're in like a cold environment. I don't know. I, I have love. like swam in a heated pool during the winter. It's so cool. Or like a hot tub. Oh, uh, yeah, they have Tim. them at ski mountains every once in a while. We've never mind. It was just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is really fun having a snowball fight in a pool. Yes. But if when you, you get done out, it, I feel like that's the it's most freezing. feeling. Oh, it's amazing. I uh Tim and I had a friend who had a who had a hot tub at like the top of a really long set of stairs. And in the middle of winter, uh, I don't think Tim was there, but uh, I was invited over and a bunch of uh, my other friends. 
And we're like, we went in the hot tub and then we had a race down the stairs and back up to see who could do it the fastest in the winter. It was great. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've been there in the winter. Yeah. But no, hot tubs are fun in the winter. Pools, though, I'm telling you, snowball fight, if you haven't done it. At ski mountains, a lot of the time, like the cement around is like heated also. So it's not terrible on your feet, which would be like the worst. But yeah, it's awful when you get out. All right. Without further ado. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. How do you define success? Woo. (laughs) The opposite (laughs) of how we defined failure two episodes ago, Scott. (laughs) So... My definition for failure was setting an expectation and not meeting that expectation. So your definition for success is setting an expectation and meeting, meeting the expectation. The expect- uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> or exceeding or exceeding or exceeding. I was thinking the same thing actually, like the ability to set attainable goals and then reach them. See, we just can't form sentences like that without you, Emily. <laughs> yeah. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> um but it is important to know that success is different for everyone and like your personal goals professional goals academic goals it's all relative to what you want to achieve Mm -hmm. so emily last episode you weren't here but it was about motivation and then we were like it related to success and failure and we had this discussion if success or failure motivated you more so what do you think for me personally it's definitely failure i mean I have this quote that I carried with me ever since I was growing, like when I was growing up, ever since I was little and it's success is half the struggle and half loving the struggle. So it's like the journey is in the way up and then the views at the top, you know, like, of course you want to be successful, but you have to love every step along the way till you get there. And I just found personally that every time that I failed, I felt it more like I want to work harder. I want to do better. I want to make something of myself. But every time that I, achieve something or could be quote-unquote successful i was like okay now what what's next you know Hmm. i guess thinking about the thing thinking about the journey i couldn't quite put my finger on it last time although we did talk about it a bit i think why i couldn't really come up with times i failed is because like failing motivates me but having failed doesn't tim we get it you're perfect never failed one no 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 like that's not what i'm saying like like screwing up along the way or like or like not not actively succeeding i think is very different than having failed like uh last podcast talked about the difference between failing a class and having failed a class yeah like i i personally don't have that experience of having failed but i do have been at points where my grades were behind where i wanted them i forget where that thought was going (laughs) do you think someone has to hit rock bottom before they make a life change i think some people do but not all people I think it depends what you define as rock bottom. Rock bottom is 
when you have no more motivation or hope and don't want to do anything anymore because you feel like completely um, depleted of energy. I personally think yes. Maybe I just speak for myself. But it's like the lowest of lows make you want to work that much harder, I guess. You know, like if you're a B student, some people are totally okay with being in the B range. But the second you hit that C, you're like, no, I want an A. I want to be that kid. You know? I want to be Tim. I want to be Tim. <laughs> oh, let's be honest. No, we don't want to be Scott. But like there again, like having gotten the C doesn't motivate me. But seeing a C like as a midterm grade is a good motivator. Right. Like a C as a final grade, I, I don't get a lot of motivation from that. Mm. I think the other, I, it might be an underlying problem with academia, if especially if grades are your only goal. The moment that you get any grade other than an A, you cannot as- achieve a 4.0 in college. Even if you only have one A minus on graduation day, you don't have a 4.0. Not that a 4.0 was the goal that I was striving for, but an issue with academia is it can become too late to achieve certain goals. But in life, I don't want to say it's ever too late to achieve goals, generally. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Tim. I think Like an entrepreneurship goal, it's never too late. Yeah, you can fail enough times. Versus academia, one failure can mess things up. It's like imprinted on you too. Like that doesn't go away. Yeah. I guess that's when it comes in of like pivoting your goals. Like, okay, maybe you got an A minus 4.0 is gone, but you're still president's list. Maybe you keep taking courses. It gets harder. You're still Dean's list, you know? And I don't want to say you decrease in your goals, but you make like the necessary changes for it to become attainable. Matt had to give me a speech about that one time. My advisor, we had him on the podcast. Oh, love love Matt. Yeah. He was like, you know, you are a math minor now and like you picked it up very recently. So all your math classes are stacked on top of each other on on top of the fact that they're math classes. If your grades aren't what you wanted, like you have to remember you're not the same student that you were two years ago when you made those goals. And he was he was right. Uh, Again, like academia is a, a weird place where having math minor at the top of your transcript might be worth more than the GPA hit that it's associated with. Or it might not be. Economics. (laughs) How much do do each of the curves shift? (laughs) But I think overall, we've done a good job on the podcast of talking about like how relative a GPA is, you know, and not placing too much of an emphasis on that. I mean, I think we'd all love a good grade more than the next person. But then again, we know the difference between a three eight and a three nine, you know, doesn't do much. I mean, I believe very firmly if you're striving for a bachelor's, your GPA, so long as it's above a two, is essentially completely the same, no matter what it is. But if you're striving for anything beyond a bachelor's, then then I do think it matters quite a lot. For grad school, especially. Yeah. yeah. Grad school is very competitive. Yep. Tim's and it also does school. depend on your major. Right. 
or lack of. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- having a four O <laughs> in physics isn't the same as a four O in many of the liberal arts majors. I won't single one out. Yeah, don't single well, one out. I meant I meant more like uh I know for actuarial science because I am an actuary. Like all of the internships that I've applied to and that I've looked at are like, oh, like rec- like uh, mandatory three GPA of three or above or recommended GPA of 3.5 or above. So I guess in graduation terms, a GPA of above two is like all the same, but in getting a job, it does depend on the major. I have heard though that like those GPA requirements, like they're pretty loose on those. Like if you're, if you're like close, they'll still like hire you. Yeah. It makes me think of how when you apply for jobs, it's like entry level, but you need two to three years of experience. Like they say one thing, but in hindsight, it really means something totally different. You know, you're not like knocked off the list completely. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know the way that my internship internship search is going. I'm really hoping for a job that says no experience required. <laughs> um. You know, no, how that's we, one of the big problems. You always need to ex- get experience. Yeah. You know, we always talk about like set your goals high, but like too, not too outrageously high that like you're just going to give up and because it's like so outlandish that you're eventually going to give up because it requires so much effort to get there. Mm. Um, what do you think in terms of success in the fact that like you set your goals at way too low? And that, like, you just achieve everything because your goals are just so easy. Would you call that, like, being successful? Hmm. In terms of college, obviously. So, like, in terms of college, like, setting your goal to pass, but then, like, actually getting an A-. minus. Yeah. I think that means setting a goal like I went to class today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I really went. lazy goals. Mm. Like, does that make you a successful college student if you're just saying, I want to go to half the classes this semester? I mean, it depends on the person. For somebody like us, Scott, like we are really good and dedicated students. So like we hardly ever miss a class unless it's like a st- strategic skip like Tim talked about last episode. But there are some college students where like, college may not be entirely for them or like they're struggling through college and like literally getting out of bed to go to that 9am class or 8am class is success. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think the next episode, we're going to talk about mental health a little bit. And that's when I would kind of relate it to micro goals of success and like things that some people may consider average or some people may consider challenging as like a successful milestone for you. Mm. I always question, like, I don't know if you guys did this or not, but, like, skipping a Zoom class, not as a strategic skip, just because you didn't want to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, I did that this semester, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> the day that we talked about, uh, it was either the last episode or the episode before, when I just watched a TV show all day, there was... Uh, one class that day where I was just like, yeah, I'm not even going to turn it on. I'm not even going to bother <laughs> opening the laptop. I just texted my friend, asked for the notes, got the notes. That was it. I think I only skipped once. I don't remember for sure. But the the issue with Zoom classes, is I always felt like, what's my excuse? I can just turn on my computer, open up Zoom, 
Hell, I don't even have to pay attention. Teachers knew that there were students that were asleep during their classes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether they would have liked to have admitted it or not, every teacher knew that there were students asleep. Okay. Um, so then again, what's my excuse? You could say you got sprayed by a skunk. Oh, wait, no, that doesn't work for Zoom. Never mind. I could over <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> Okay, I think we can all agree, like in in general, in a general sense, success in college is getting a decent job out of college, right? Or may it doesn't even have to be decent. Maybe it's something that doesn't pay very well, but at least like you really enjoy it, and your major prepared you for it. Um, so, <laughs> but the thing is, like, there's more aspects to success in college, like we talked about last time, like social success. Um, emotional success, physical success. So is it a full successful college experience if you only focused on academics all four years and didn't do anything else? And I'm thinking of one person in particular, and I think you know who that is, who is an example of this. I mean, do you get utility out of it? That's the only question. Uh, um, We're talking about you, Scott? <laughs> no, not me. It's a girl. <laughs> I got my, it. I got it. My I question. I'm so confused. <laughs> the, the person is irrelevant, but I think it's always easier from the outside to say when other people aren't, you know, when their life doesn't seem balanced from the outside, but some people need less of different types of goods. You know, like some people the grade is really what matters the most and other things matter less. And and if they get true utility from higher grades, then more power to them, I think. Yeah, Scott, when we say that success is different for everybody, we we really do mean success is different for everybody. Um, so, so is it, okay, let me flip it now. Is it success? <laughs> is it a successful college experience if you only focus on the social aspect? Depends on the person. If you person. only went to college and you have daddy's money or mommy's money, then yeah, yes, it is a success. But I thought I mean, we just agreed I'm that getting a good not... job was. <laughs> I think you started that with generally. Um, I mean, the thing is, if somebody really is you know, seemingly wasting their time in college because they're being overly social or completely absorbed in a book, then I'm inclined to say they'll probably have regrets. But I, as an outsider, don't know that. Scott, I have a question. I may have an answer. Is this social as in like the social butterfly, life of the party, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, partying? Yeah. Yes. You don't mean social as in like clubs and sports and intramurals and no, and that no, said. the first thing okay. you said. Okay, I think social. that changes things, right? I but think I think that, that there, there are people are... who really college is a unique situation where it's a very consequence-free system where you live near so many people of your age level. You know, there, there's nowhere quite on, quite in the world like college. 
So if somebody went to college and they really just wanted to party, they they might be okay with the loss. I don't think it's for most people. I think most people will have regrets. But Scott, I really can't say as an outsider. I think the four of us are very of the main of the same mindset when we think of success. Mm-hmm. So I understand how I understand your question. And I also understand that how to us, that does not seem like success at all. But to that person, it very could be success. No, you're right. See, I'm like, so I'm, I'm going to be honest with you on this podcast. I'm so biased. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We know. We're, we're all pretty biased. <laughs> it, Of course we're biased. It's how we were raised. We were raised to be a human being. And we have our own biases yeah. and opinions and disclaimer i mean i just want to ask you guys like what benefits i don't want to make it about benefits but like what positives have come out of like a night out there definitely has been some right like some good memories yeah potentially meeting some new friends Mm -hmm. um i don't know like there's Mm -hmm. stuff there but then how do you feel the next day are you sleeping in late are you skipping the morning at the gym are you falling behind on work you know, it has both sides. I don't think I've ever had such a night that I've skipped the gym the next day, or at least this past semester, because that's the only semester where I actually went to the gym in the morning. There's been very few nights where the next day I had any regrets, you know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you wake up yeah i had a lot of fun last night like he means there are very few mornings where he wakes up remembering his regrets <laughs> it's like, it's like, no. it's like four in the afternoon it's like mopping the floor <laughs> and there's like cereal all over the i floor. wish you could like insert a clip right here like <laughs> tim the morning oh, there's after. some good ones uh, i mean i have some good videos of him falling asleep to episode three of star wars <laughs> And then waking up at six in the morning, turning it back on and falling back asleep. Good Episode three is so good. <laughs> it's so good. I'm going to rewatch it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Scott, that Mando episode. No. It occurred. Oh, it occurred. The episode. I'll watch it. It occurred. Okay. Back. Scott doesn't want spoilers. So I'm just telling him that the episode it occurred. happened. It occurred. Yeah. That's practically okay. spoiling the ending. But bringing <laughs> it back, I don't think that you should have to sacrifice your success in order for your social life. That's, that's that for me. I think ideally for me, success is a balance of education, social, mental, physical, going to the gym, hanging out with friends, doing my homework. You have to balance it well and manage your time. And for me, it's pretty equally balanced, like a third for, uh, Okay, not a third for going to the gym, but like a third for education, a third for hanging out with friends, and the last third for like me time, which is gym or doing nothing. But for me, like the social success, yeah, like social success came in. Like I do think that like a huge part of my time at our college was like being involved in clubs and holding executive positions and like that social scene, not necessarily the nightlife, but it all ties together and you guys know how much I love networking. And I do think that it it's like the repetition, like the more you see someone's face, the more you have that interaction, it's easier to build that bond, you know? 
Yeah, since I transferred to our school, I haven't really had the opportunity opportunity to be like an executive in a club or anything like that. But you still had like a taste of that with like Ultimate and just getting involved and meeting those people on campus, you know? Okay, actually, yes, I did have the opportunity to be an executive, <laughs> to be on the board for Ultimate, but I said no because I didn't want to. <laughs> but being an orientation <laughs> leader, I definitely understand what you mean. Are you generally I have a pretty negative opinion of clubs, but you don't think it contributes to overall success and personal development? Depends I think on it can for some people, but I, I find oftentimes those uh those positions on clubs are really We talked about that before. I know we did. They attempt to simulate real life. It's not real life. But all they're doing is simulating. Tim, think about the impact you could have on people's lives if you started a Tesla club. No. I wanted the I'd rather club. Bring, the relationships that could form, I think it's unmatched. Well, think about how we're touching uh, people's lives yeah, right now. Then, you may not think about it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. We should start a college maze club. Podcast club? Podcast club. It, one of the issues is, like, it, even then, like, thinking about a tesla club like the kind of stuff i want to talk about with tesla you know stuff that matters you know like investment opportunities that's got the school's liability involved and then you've got this massive overhead that you could declare your own club completely independent of the college i was gonna say that yeah yeah and whenever you tack the college's name on you take on all this extra baggage that I find the majority of the time isn't beneficial. I'd say athletic clubs are are generally good because the school name helps with that. But many of the clubs that exist, I feel like there's just too much baggage by attaching the name. Tim's just spitting facts right now. Like I just agree with everything you just said. <laughs> no, that's true. I never thought about it, but like administratively, there's so many restrictions. I mean for one of the for the entrepreneurship club we started a podcast on campus and it's like a laundry list of things you can can't say you know a set script of like what you can talk about what you should talk about what you shouldn't talk about and i don't mm-hmm. want to call it regulated but in a sense you know there are regulations there are regulations isn't it so yeah. nice that like we have this free form uh platform right here we can literally say whatever we want and no one can tell us what we can and cannot say YouTube can demonetize us. Yeah. Obviously, we don't disclose certain information on this podcast. However, within reason. Um, we don't so even... Scott's home address. That's <laughs> <laughs> social security number. <laughs> we didn't even release the name of our school. Has oh. anyone asked? No, right? No. No one's been eagerly curious. We I feel like a good detective it. could figure it out. Quite but... easily. They'd have to be relatively good. Yeah. We should definitely rate colleges. We should. Are we allowed to do that? We don't don't, have a boss. I don't feel knowledgeable enough to to rate other colleges other than like my Let's give our school a five. (laughs) (laughs) Our school's the baseline. No, No, but I don't think we can. We would have to like go to the school. I don't know far enough. Yeah. Right. We're in a bubble. We get eat. It's so hard to judge. We would need to get like 
a student or two from like every school to like give us a review. I mean, the other thing is I could rate New York schools and Ivy's. You know, like once you get out of that category, like I can't I can't even begin to rate a rural school in California or around the world. Let alone one in like Oregon. Oxford? Oxford. Oxford or Cambridge. No, that's one of the things. I mean, during this time, I was thinking about like exploring the option of starting an app that has like two to three students from each college talk about their experience and like share the ins and outs because it's so different. Like, I can't talk about Greek life because we don't really have it. You know, like there's things that are relative to each school and that shapes that experience. But then look, like we're four people from one college and I think there's some things that we feel differently on and could view the school differently on, could like or dislike about a school. So it's really hard to formulate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, back to the success thing. I, yeah. I wrote here, I thought this was interesting. The, the fact about not getting comfortable with success in terms of your grades because it can change very quickly. If you get a bad professor, you get a really difficult class, or you could have a really easy class. Like a, I'm not going to say cores are easy. They, like Tim said, it's tedious work, and he doesn't want to do it and put the same effort in as opposed to an econ mm-hmm. class. But it can go down quickly, fast, just like how I failed my religion exam, and I was sitting there like, oh, my God, am, is my like GPA about to be destroyed because of this one class? And it can be. It literally can be. So, like, you have to have that same motivation, throwback to last episode, going into every single class, but be efficient with your time management. If you need a necessary skipped assignment or skipped class, utilize that to focus on your more important ones. College is a game of chess. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the end game now. I don't know. Wait, Scott, can you re- can you restate the question? There was no. Was question that a question? There. That wasn't a question. <laughs> that was. I was just stating something. But yeah, it's like, don't get, don't get too comfortable. Like if you if you you're getting good grades in certain classes because every semester is new. Yeah. And don't get discouraged yeah. at the same time if there is challenges like a hard professor, hard exams, or like, mm-hmm. for me personally, I hated those classes where you had a midterm and a final. Yes, and a quiz because I in my head I was like, then you have like, if you screw up one, you're screwed. Yeah, finance. For some people that works, you know. Is that is that your finance class? Yeah, that was like my finance class. Yeah. Well, I'm in a finance class with everybody on this podcast except Tim, meaning two of you. (laughs) Not exactly, actually. I take that sentence back. And we had a finance class together. Yes. What? 301. Yeah, 301, last fall. Oh, it was like at oh, yeah, 8 yeah, in the yeah, morning. Yeah. Okay, I, I try to forget parts of that semester. <laughs> all my finance classes were so dry. They're all dry. Yeah. I mean, I had two really good classes. I'm not going to lie for finance, but we're getting off topic. I just want to, every finance class, I just want to talk about stocks and options and crazy 50% so annual returns. So getting back to the topic. All you do no. is boring... 
Not boring bonds. Who cares about bonds? Nobody <laughs> buys bonds anymore. You, they don't want to even match inflation. The bread and butter of it. They just want to be. They want to be the crust. Can, right. can I just get triggered for a moment, real quick? No, no. If yeah, you are no, investing with no, bonds in twenty twenty, no, no, and no. You should do it. It's a safe investment. <laughs> So do you guys think that don't accept a two percent annual yeah. rate of return? Investors, <laughs> that's not successful. Emily, can you success. say that again, please? I'm sorry, Emily. Go ahead, Emily. <laughs> you guys want me here so bad. This is what happened. Yeah, Tim, shut up. I usually don't do this. No, but I agree with what you're saying 100. That's the problem. But so I was gonna say, do you think that having a strong relationship with your professors correlates with academic success? Yes, absolutely. Yep. It's not even a question. Nope. But then I have had those professors that want nothing to do with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know uh, this past semester uh, I was taking a class and I thought for sure I was not going to get an A. The first two tests, I got like an 87 and like an 89 or something like that. And those are not A grades. And like, I was fine with it. I was like, okay, A minus, B plus, whatever. Um and on the final, I know for a fact I did not do well. I got, like, maybe an 80-something on the final. Okay, for me, that's not doing well. But, I mean, like, it was not well enough to get an A. And I still got an A in the class, and I have no idea how. Like, I'm guessing it's because I have a good relationship with the professor, and, like, I did really well on the homework assignments and things like that. Scott, I think you know who I'm talking about. I, I, yeah, I know you're talking. I remember you told me this story. <laughs> yeah. It's no, let's be real here. If you have a good relationship with your professor, they can like they can uh pull some strings. Yeah. I don't know how pull to some say strings, this. we mean type some keys. Type some keys in, but like I don't know how to say this without it sounding messed up, but like is there like a checks and balance system in college or like can they make my C and A? They can make your C and A. Yeah. Tim, give your example about what happened in our economics course very recently. <laughs> With your exam, I mean, you know, be very general. But I like, mean, I mean, they, I, st I don't know if this really is how it happened. I think this is I what happened. Very I, th I think it's what happened. <laughs> I got, I got a real, really bad grade on the final, and. Uh, I didn't believe it was justified at all. I, I had wasn't. issues with most I had issues with most of the questions I lost points on. And so I emailed the professor right, right away and it was somewhat strongly worded because this wasn't the first time I had had issue with grading. And then it, he still had things left over from the semester to grade. Everything left was a 100% <laughs> after I sent that email. And I so ended up with an A. So and, you have you have to say here is it a, is it a conspiracy theory or is it nonsense or is there some correlation there? This is when I text someone in the class and I'm like, you got an A. The the other thing that could have happened there is you know maybe he did realize grades ac across the class were lower than he wanted them. Well, Scott, what happened with your grades in that class? Um, I mean, like I got all the same grades. We as we were we were partners, yeah. So well, I got all the same grades Tim got. Oh, so you got all those hundreds after you sent the email? Yeah. And so did the- You're welcome, I, Scott. I, I, yeah, thanks, Tim. <laughs> checked the range, because you can see the range on Canvas. And like the grades at the end of the year were like way higher than at the beginning of the semester. 
Okay, so it wasn't really Tim. It was he bumped the grades at the end of the semester. Yeah, I, I yeah, think he bumped them a lot. A lot. But I think teachers also get burnt out and overwhelmed. They're teaching more than one class. And, like, I try to be understanding of that, right? So, like, maybe after that period, he was just like, okay, hundreds for all. Let's just get this moving. A for effort. Let's go. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's not a strategy I recommend at all. I don't think that that's the right way typically to deal with things. That's the only time I've ever done that. Um. The majority of the time you get a grade, the grade's fair. That was just a time. Even if the grade is 5% off what I think is fair, I'm probably not going to email over it. But we were, talking, we, we were talking about 25% off where I thought it should be, and it, it was going to have a, an impact. So, yeah. Fun times. Okay, let's get to the last topic of today's episode, cheating in college. And does that mean you are successful if you cheat your way all throughout college, learn nothing, only copy off your friends' homework and exams and quizzes and projects, and you get a good job afterwards? Is that a success? If you I think can you're do a freaking job, genius. Yes. <laughs> this makes me think of those kids who are like as smart as a rock, and they're like, but work smarter, not harder. You know, like, that's just, like, their little excuse for, like, doing the bare minimum is work smarter, not harder. I mean, I th I'm pretty sure we've talked about um, an accounting major before that literally cheated their way through all of college and graduated, landed an accounting job, made, like, 65 grand a year right out of college. And, like, I guess that's success. If they can do the job and they got the salary. <laughs> you ever see that episode of South Park? No. Where, uh... Eric Cartman is mad at Token for not letting him cheat off of him and take his answers. Oh, actually, so yes. <laughs> Cartman does this entire thing. He, like, interviews Token's parents, and he tries to get all this dirt on Token that he threatens to expose, and he spends, like, days on this entire plot to, like, get Token to help him with his times tables tests. And when he's, like, blackmailing Token, Token's like, you did all this instead of study for the test? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I always think of. Like, with this person, if they really put in all that effort and, like, really pulled all the right schemes and got away with it all, hey, nobody got hurt in the end. Right. I At think least from my perspective. College builds, like, the capacity, though. Like, working under pressure. Like, we have some late nights, early mornings. Like, the ability to complete challenging tasks, to problem solve. Like, there is takeaways from the annoying assignments that we hate, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like all those things that there's a lot of things in college that you do that you're not really supposed to do. Um, but if you're smart enough to get away with it, you know, that's part of like the filter that college is supposed to be. You know, if you're if, if you're responsible enough with everything. Proving that you're an adult. I think a disclaimer, it's like we don't recommend cheating. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, so to clarify what I was talking about earlier, like if you do cheat through college and you land the job and you get the salary or whatever, do you really know how to do the job? <laughs> I think yeah, you could first, get fired right away. I think yeah, you could. I think you'll do an awful job early on. I mean, eventually everyone can learn if they're yeah. somewhat smart. 
Um, and it's that like short time period where you have no idea what you're doing and it shows it's like, are you going to get fired or not? Depends on the company if they hate you enough. Yep. Right. Also it depends on the job. Like some of them, you really need to have those hard skills. What is um uh me and Tim's econ professor? It's called like the BS factor of like um of interviews where like you can be a pretty lousy student, but you go into an interview and like you're really confident and like you tell them everything yeah. they want to hear, and that's why you end up getting hired and why you're getting paid more. Um, so in that case, basically just social skills right. predict yeah. whether or not you're going to get the job, not anything else. So then if you cheat I think the most difficult thing is modeling that, but I, I definitely believe it even without seeing a model. Mm-hmm. It also makes me think like, what do you define as cheating your way through? You know? We're spending a lot of time on cheating. Don't cheat. Yeah, don't cheat. It's, I don't uh, think especially if you get caught. I know for a fact that there was a kid in my class who cheated and got almost got kicked out of school, but his coach saved him. And uh, yeah, so and if you you're to can we both say? Can we all say that real quick? What? Sorry, Emily, I cut you off. I can go next. No, no, go. I feel like the majority of people who do get caught for cheating usually didn't cheat that bad. Like often, like they worked with their lab partner more than they were supposed to. And the ones who like actually cheated bad, they get away with it. Yeah, right. I that feel happened. like it usually happens that way. That happened to me uh, freshman year. I we worked on an assignment that said you could work with other people on the assignment, and zero out of seven see me after class. Yeah, and I was like, but it says you can work with someone on that. He's like, your answers are too similar. And granted, our answers were not identical. Like I read through them. It's like they were similar wording and stuff, but. It's because we worked on it together. That's unfair to me. Yeah. So, so like, if you're Carl. a professor and you're watching this Wait. and you say at the top of your homework assignment, you can work together. Expect people to have similar answers. Yeah. Scott, is his name Charles? No. Oh, oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. It is? Yep. Okay. What I was saying earlier is since we're in a time of Zoom University, probably going into 2021, I think it's way more likely to get caught for cheating. Like students who use the Zoom chat or like I've heard of professors finding discords, like sending out fake checks with the wrong answers or crazy stories, which I never knew that would actually take place. But a lot of people think online learning is so much easier. You don't have to study or put in the time. But I honestly think you need to put in more time. Oh, yeah, fun I fact. definitely think so. Uh, Zoom hosts get a copy of all of the messages sent, even if they're private, once the call ends. So. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Like, can we test this out one day? Because I don't believe Okay, that. I'm going to send him a private message right now. Okay, then Scott's the host. Because... The host. How do I check this? It should be part of the file. At the end, when you get the message text file. Right. Okay, I'll check everyone it. Everyone listening, we're going to fact check this and let you guys know. Is this so good? Um, you want to wrap up? I mean, I... Oh, I that's brutal. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm terrified. Okay, so guys, basically, I hope today's experience for you helps you define success, set some goals, not put too much pressure on yourself, try not to cheat, and stay tuned to see what message Ben just sent Tim that he thinks is so funny. Tim, is it funny? Yeah. <laughs> Scott will find it funny. Okay. Thanks for watching. Emily's like, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap is right. Thanks for watching, guys. Um, like, comment, subscribe, do your thing. Check out the merch. Check out the merch. And keep an eye out for the next episodes. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Good luck.